Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Holly. Carol. <laughs> Did you know that the happiest place on earth is also the most haunted? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I didn't know it was that haunted, but, um, you know, back in the long days ago, I used to work there. No, not, you didn't. You not, worked at Disneyland? Not Disneyland, but I did work for the Walt Disney Studios. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You used to have Disney stock, as I remember. Mm, I sure do. Lucky girl. Sure did. Sure do still. Lucky girl. Yeah. And especially now that like they own Disney like like Netflix they, they channel. Own, they know they own everything. They own George Lucas and Marvel and So <clears> have you Pixar. been checking your stock lately? Is yeah, it going up? I haven't checked it for a while, but I'm I feel that Bob Iger is taking care of it and so I'm not too worried about it. All right. But thanks. Hi Bob. Well, that's pretty cool. I one time sang at Disneyland, so that's uh, oh really something. Yeah, my were high you in school... a parade or what would you do? What were you doing? No, my high school choir raised funds and like sold candy bars, and then we went out there and sung. Oh, fun! Yeah, it was really fun. That's really cool. I love Disneyland, but do tell what's going on down there. What with ghosts? Well, the was... crazy thing is, is that not only has there been many accident and deaths at Disneyland, which people don't really know about, but People love, love, love to spread the ashes of their loved ones, especially children, at their favorite ride at Disneyland. Did you know that? Wait, wait. They want to spread the ashes of their children at Disneyland? Yeah, because that's where they're the most happiest. You know, like how when people die, they want their ashes spread mm -hmm. like in the ocean or yes. somewhere peaceful. Well, a lot of people... You know, they feel like the best, happiest place for them is Disneyland. So if you were to have some of your ashes spread at Disneyland, where on earth would you put it? Like where in the park would you want it to be? Definitely either Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, those are two of the classics. Yeah, and I think most people um, would choose the Haunted Mansion because... Because yeah, it's about dead people. Well... <laughs> it's a natural it, fit. No, they have a sign. It, it says... Uh, it boasts that it has 999 happy haunts, but there's always room for a thousand. <laughs> and so everybody's trying to make it the last ghost to make it a thousand. Right. And the sad thing is, is the workers who have to clean up the ashes because they can't just leave them there. Could you imagine having that job? You have to go and clean up the ashes of dead people that it would other be the people worst. have left? It, it no would be thanks. awful. I would want more than minimum wage for that. For yeah. Sure. So... Yeah, speaking of the Haunted Mansion, there's lots of ghost stories, um, and it makes sense because it is a Haunted Mansion. One story goes back to the origin of the Haunted Mansion when it was being built. Oh, cool. Um, there was a worker who was a sound designer, and he was said to have heard music playing in the seance room. Oh, right on. Uh, many people heard it, and this went on for many, many days, but the source of this music couldn't be found, and everybody was looking for it. But after not really finding the source of it, they finally just came up with um, putting a speaker, placing that in the same room to cover up the noise of the strange sounds. So in the seance room now, there's a speaker that they play music to hide the sound. 
And I don't think it ever went away. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's super interesting, actually. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Next time I go, I'll have to um, get onto that ride and like see if I can figure it out in the science room. I know that when you're on that ride, there's always a ton of music and the characters are laughing and dancing and all the things. So it's hard. It would be hard to hear anything extra, yeah, extra on for it. Sure. So, huh? That's so interesting. Yeah. And there's another popular story um, of a mother who sprinkled the ashes of her young son in the haunted mansion so that he could be one of the ghosts. Yeah. Uh, people say that he can still be seen, but he's heard crying near the exit. Oh. So he's not happy to be there. No, he's probably scared. It probably terrified yeah. him, but you know, his mom wanted him to be a ghost. So he should hang out with the hitchhiking ghosts because they look like they're pretty cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, you know, that's in New Orleans Square mm, there. Yeah. It also has another story of a young boy being seen on monitors from the control room. Oh, really? Riding the Pirates of the Caribbean in a boat. That would be a cool ghost thing to do for sure. Yeah. But every time the boat returns to the loading area, it is empty. So he's not in it. Wow. And people say the boy resembles also the same boy that haunts the mansion attraction. Do you think he just zips back and forth between both rides? I think his soul is probably stuck in the haunted mansion. But I think he prefers Pirates of the Caribbean because it's less scary and more fun. So mom got the wrong ride. She should have dumped him in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, she clearly did. Do you think they ever drain the water out of Pirates and find like all the dead bodies that people have fallen out of the boats down there? I bet they do. Did you know that, you know, when the skeleton uh, bids you farewell at the end? Do you remember that? He lounges on a bed and he bids you farewell. Uh Yeah. Well, it turns out. The skull used in this display is, in fact, real human remains. Oh, that's creepy. It's really freaky to think whose skull that might be, though. I know. It might be Walt himself. We don't know. That could be because, you know, there's always been that story that Walt's head is underneath Disneyland and that there's computers hooked up to it and he's running the park from his brain. Okay. I don't know where you found that story, Holly, it's, but... Everyone knows that, Carol. Was that like on Black Mirror episode I'm sorry, that's or something? Everyone, Josh, you know that story. Yeah, of course. Everyone knows that yeah. story. I, how come I didn't know that story? It's like what they tell you when you arrive at the gate. They're like, okay, here's what you need to know about the park. They do that? Yeah, Walt's underneath the castle and he's running everything from his mind. Yeah, and if you can find his head, you become the new Walt Disney. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like a scavenger yeah. hunt. That you get really a play. Style, Dude, yeah. That is fucked up for <laughs> Disneyland, I have to say. The other ride I really love is um, It's a Small World. I used to love that oh, as a those kid. Those creepy dolls. Well, okay, now that dolls are creepy. They yes. are so creepy. Everything about that ride is creepy to me. So I just creepy. thought it was so happy and fun. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> these cast members, it was their favorite attraction. And a long time ago, what they would do is when the park would shut down, they would party in there. They would go in, turn everything on, and party in there and like have With the fun. creepy dolls. I guess so. They really liked oh, it. Man. And later on, that became a big no-no and was grounds for their firing. So that tradition <laughs> stopped. But rumor has it that because they loved working there so much, once certain cast members died, they would return there. So now what's happening is after hours, when everything has been powered down, the lights come back on and off, and the dolls do come back to life on their own, and nobody's there. See, I don't think that is the ghosts of past employees. I think that's the dolls themselves. See, I think so, too, now that I've had that experience with dolls. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It, it's not the, it's not the, what did you say, cast members coming back? No. No yeah. way. 
I'm sure those dolls each have an evil entity living inside of them, and there's thousands of them. Yeah, and that creepy song, which is no longer fun yes, in no. my mind. It's nope. creepy. It's the theme song to a horror film. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And the place where I used to sing with my choir, America Sings, is now where the Star Wars, you know, ride Oh, is. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, two weeks after that attraction opened, a young operator died on the attraction when she was crushed between moving walls. Ooh. And it is said to this day, a voice can be heard telling people to be careful in the building. Because so. you might get crushed by a wall. Yeah. So she's like watching out for everybody. Oh. She doesn't want the same fate to happen to anyone else. And then, of course, there's the famous Matterhorn. Which you yes, know, everybody yes. died. Everybody's died on the Matterhorn. That's right? true. The Matterhorn is taking out quite a few people. Yeah. So this particular ghost named Dolly. The story goes that she died after her belt somehow became unbuckled on the attraction, and the investigation never solved the question if she intentionally did this or if the belt just somehow malfunctioned on her. But she was thrown from the bobsled and and was hit by an oncoming sled oh, the other way. So. God. Yeah, it was it was gruesome, and cast members who have done walkthroughs have commented now that the area always makes them feel uneasy, and the lights always seem to burn out. Some actually have refused to work at this location due to that haunting. They say Dolly's there. Yeah, no. First Again, of all, dolls. Yeah. Dolly. <laughs> well, first of all, Dolly, um, I thought I had heard or read that she actually stood up on the ride. While I was going along, and then she got knocked out of it, and then got hit by the next the next cart. Which I'm sorry if you're on that next cart, you are never going back to Disneyland ever fucking again. That is it. You're done. Yeah, that's a pretty daredevil move. I mean, that's that's I don't even know, but it's a well, weird... that would be intentional if she did that. They for didn't. Sure. They don't understand why her belt came undone. They don't understand why she's. They thought I think she stood up. Is what I had heard. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Either way, the whole thing is whack. And Disneyland repeatedly tries to hide these things. Yes, they do because of PR. Yes, and they do. That's why half the time we don't hear about it, or because if we do hear they, about it, they downplay it. They do not want their brand associated with anything like this. But I really like this story. This is a friendly ghost called Mr. One Way. Have you heard of Mr. One Way? <laughs> no. Well, you'd like so. it. You'd, you'd like him because he's Mr. a friendly One ghost. Way? And he rides Space Mountain with oh. single riders. Oh. Isn't that sweet? So you I never do. have to ride alone. I do like that. I think that's perfect that's for cool. people who want to go to Disneyland but just don't want to ride the rides by themselves. I am comforted. By the thought that he's doing that for people. Yeah, it's That's so much better when you can have someone with you. He's friendly. Anyhow, when the ride ends, he can never be found. So he's just called Mr. One Way. Mr. And he is said also to be found wandering around the cast member locker rooms, which is, that's kind of creepy. Does he show up in the photo? Like when you're on the Space Mountain ride and they take your photo? I think you're thinking of Haunted Mansion, where the traveling hitchhiker ghost is in the photo with you. But the Space Mountain has a photo too. I didn't know that. You you certainly know more about Disneyland well, I, than I do. I used to spend a lot of time down there for my work. Okay. So okay. that's why. I don't know. But we'll we'll ask our listeners and maybe they can come up with a photo. That would be awesome. That would be great, you guys. Firesidephantoms yeah. at gmail.com. Send us your photo. That's right. Mr. One Way. And there's a longstanding rumor that this Mr. One Way, his legend was that he was so frightened of the ride, he suffered a heart attack. Whoa. And he died before the end of it. Oh, wow. So that's why he's always on this ride. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So even though he's a happy ghost, he had a tragic 
uh, ending to his life on the ride. Right. Maybe so, that's why they post signs everywhere saying, if you have a bad heart, please do not ride this ride. Do they? Do I they think, have that? I think they do in some places. Wow. I think that's good. Yeah. I probably, mm. um, w- that wouldn't stop me. Yeah. You know, we should go there. Yeah, on Halloween. on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Somebody knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know why. It just came to me. And it's one of those things where you wouldn't have to get arrested to go there. You know? Well, I mean, I, I guess I could get arrested and still go there. Speaking, I mean, let's not get rid of the arresting part. Speaking of getting arrested, there's an example of a teenage boy about ready to graduate from high school, and he attempted to sneak into the park one night by running along the monorail track. Oh, wow. But security saw him and tried to stop him, but it was too late. The monorail came on and crushed him. Uh, oh, I shouldn't be laughing. That's terrible. It's another reason Terrible. you would have PTSD and could never go back to that park. Right. So when visitors and staff are around there, sometimes they've spotted his ghost still running. Oh, jeez. Somehow, like, I guess he still thinks he's, he's going to outrun the train. He's the monorail. Beat the train. Yeah. It's pretty sad. That's I always really hated bad. running, so that would be a terrible death for me. That would be like purgatory nonstop. Yeah. That's always how much I hate running. in front of a train that's always going to hit you. You're never going to beat it. Yes. That'd be horrible. And, you know... Supposedly, there's all these kids that go, you know, just they get separated from their parents. They really should have them on leashes when they're there, but somehow that's not ethical anymore to do that. So these kids just go missing. They run off. I know when I was a kid, I ran off and went straight to the teacups. Oh, And my parents knew where I was going because I had talked about it the whole time. So I was there. But these kids somehow always end up at the Disneyland Baby Care Center on Main Street. They're thinking they got there because there's this woman who supposedly lived on the land where Main Street now stands, and she died in the 1900s. Oh, wow. Witnesses say she is dressed in a turn-of-the-century white dress, Mm -hmm. and she primarily appears at night, but what they think is happening is because she loves kids, she helps these lost children find their way to the Disneyland Baby Care Center. Oh, that's very sweet. sweet? Yeah, isn't there good ghosts? I like good ghosts. That is good. And did you ever wonder why Tom Sawyer Island closes to the public at night? Uh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it? I've been used, there at night. Well, it used to be open, but they closed <laughs> it after, I think it was back in the 1980s when a graduating high school senior uh, drowned. Oh, And wow. he was trying to escape the park uh, from the island by swimming, and he, he drowned. I didn't think there was that much water in that, in that area. Like, I never thought it was that deep. Maybe, Maybe it is. Maybe, Maybe he was drunk and then got in the water and didn't know it was deep. So his ghost is said to haunt the island to this day, and cast members have been known to see his form running around the island, but when they go to investigate, nothing can be found. And they also say ripples are seen in the water when there isn't any wind, and they oftentimes hear splashing sounds. Ew. Yeah. That's a little creepy. And... I, I know you already know this, Holly, but Walt Disney used to have an apartment above the Main Street Firehouse. Yes. And most Disney fans know that the light always remains on in the apartment every evening in honor for Walt Disney. Right. However, that wasn't always the case. Years ago, before this tradition began, a maid who was cleaning Walt's apartment turned the light off and left. She returned a bit later to find the light back on. And as she went to go turn it off again, she heard a man's voice say, I'm here. 
and they decided to leave his vacant apartment lit permanently as a memorial to him and to appease his lingering spirit. Well, she just probably heard his his brain underneath the castle sending her a communication. <laughs> That's probably what that was. Or maybe it's not under the castle. It's in that apartment. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So he can watch everybody with his Ew. beady eyes. That's creepy. I know. It is creepy. Anyway, I think that's uh, most of the ghost stories I found from Disneyland. That's quite a few, actually. That's a that's a hefty lot. Thank, Thank you, Carol. You. That was amazing. Yeah, thanks for helping with my story too. You knew a Sorry. lot. Sorry, <laughs> no, that's I fine. didn't mean to interject, but I did know a, a couple little. You bits. did. It was great. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Carol, you know that recently I bought myself a new car. Yeah, I know you had a car, yeah. and um, I know that it's caused you quite a bit of problems. Well, it's because it's haunted by, or I should say it was haunted by a demon. You know that? Yes, because when I got it, a bunch of weird shit started happening pretty much right out of the gate. Tell our listeners what happened. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm pretty sure it was demon-possessed. So I got this car. Um, it's a, a hybrid. And hybrids um, are always possessed by the I, way. I probably maybe there's because of the electronic circuitry it make, makes it more susceptible to demons and hauntings perhaps because of electricity yeah I guess when I first got it I noticed that I was finding like tiny little sugar ants in there which I thought was kind of weird those are demons also well yes yeah, so <laughs> hard to get rid of those <laughs> they're just like an infestation of but there wasn't that many there was like maybe one or two at a time yeah. And so when I would walk out to my car, there would be flies. Oh my God. I was just going to ask you. It's yes. really the flies that come yes. around when things are no, like No, there were definitely demons. flies like just sitting there on the car, just like waiting for me to get there, oh. bathing themselves in the sun like a cat. Like they're just hanging out there. And I'm like, that's weird. Especially because it's the middle of winter and there well, shouldn't this be was, flies. This was in about late fall when I, when I first got it and when I first noticed all this happening. Okay. So. But still. How many flies are really around? In the I fall? never see flies hanging out on a car, and there they were hanging out on my car. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Was there poop on your car too? There was no poop. Okay. There was no reason for those flies to be there. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, the first week I had it, uh, I got hit in a parking lot, and it caused some slight damage on the tail end of my car. Okay, you told me that. That yeah. is horrible. It was. I'd be so mad. I was so pissed. And then a couple days later. I was pulling into a parking lot and I got a flat tire. <laughs> oh well, that's Portland. <laughs> and I went There's to work. There's flat tires all the time. I went to work and I told my coworkers and they were all looked at me and said, "You need to sell that car right now." I'm like, "Right? I mean, I've had it a week and it's already been hit and I've had a flat tire and there are freaky flies." So whatever. Right. And this makes me mad, Portland. Clean up your streets. You're well, constantly actually, giving us flat tires. For my my incident, it wasn't from a pothole. It was because I drove over a bolt. Oh. I took it to Les Schwab, and they were able to take the bolt out of my tire and patch it for me. But yeah, I mean, it was significant. Like, I could hear it going boom, boom, boom when I would drive it. I could hear the bolt. Like, it was bad. Can I just say a shout out to Les Schwab tires? Yeah. You hey, guys are awesome. Hey, we Les love Schwab. you. Hey. So for those of you who don't live in the Pacific Northwest, Les Schwab is a really awesome tire store. Yes. So when you pull in, they, they run out. These, all these hot, greasy guys run out to your car yeah. fighting to get to your attention. It's a pretty amazing. And they have popcorn in the lobby. <laughs> and they sure do. <laughs> and TV. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty cool. 
then uh, the last scene that happened was I was with my mom and I was literally driving her out of our neighborhood, across a semi-busy street into another neighborhood because she wanted to go to like this holiday bazaar thing in that neighborhood. I don't know. Anyway, she didn't have her seatbelt on and my mother always has her seatbelt on. So I thought I'm just going to make her right and zip her left into the parking lot. But I couldn't because there was a car coming in the opposite direction. So I stopped. And all of a sudden, I look in my rearview mirror and there is this big Chevy Suburban something fishtailing and honking because he's going so fast, he's about to slam into the back of me. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get hit. We're going to get hit. We're going to. And so I'm inching closer and closer to the center line. And then the car that's coming towards me is like, holy shit, she's going to hit me. And so they're inching closer over. So finally, I got over just enough for this guy to be able to get past me on the side without hitting me. And my mom is like, oh my God, if he had slammed into the back of this car, I would have gone through the windshield and probably died. I said, you're probably right. Because she forgot to put her seatbelt on. Well, it was just such a quick jaunt that we didn't think we even needed it. And that's, of course, when accidents happen, right? Right. Within 10 blocks of your home. Right. And it was literally on the other side of our fence. So that's when I realized I needed to do something about the demon that was clearly possessing my car. So luckily for me, I have a good friend named Amy Roscoe. Yo, Amy. Yo, girl. So Amy um, actually has a business. And if any of you in the Portland area are interested, it's amyroscoe.com. I love her name. Amy Roscoe. A-M-Y-R-O-S-K-O.com. Anyway, what she does is she has a background in feng shui, shamanic practices, and Reiki. And she does clearings and adjustments for homes businesses, land, and automobiles, such as my car. Um, She kind of just does a customized theme for each appointment for what they need and what they want for each client. So for me, I took it over to her house and um, we cleansed it with cedar smudge. We gave it a good clean on the inside. We burned some sandalwood for protection and we sealed the session with Reiki. But since she did that, I've had no more problems with my car. That's amazing. It has had nothing weird. There's been no weird flies. There's been no more flat tires. There's been no more near accidents or getting hit in parking lots. It's been a dream car ever since. But the reason um, I thought I would talk about this tonight is because it ties in directly to the story I would like to present for our podcast. Herbie the Love Bug? Nope. Oh. James Dean's Death Car. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is quite a doozy oh. in and of itself. But as we all know, James Dean is a legendary actor. He was born on February 8th, 1931 in Marion, Indiana. 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 He was from the Midwest. And he kind of grew up between Indiana and his father's home in Los Angeles, California. Um, Of course, he became a a major actor pretty quickly. Um, He got big parts in movies like East of Eden, Rebel Without a Cause, and Giant. He also loved to race cars. Right. So um, he, on September 21st, 1955, he acquired a 1955 Porsche 550 Spider, which he nicknamed the Little Bastard. (laughs) I think somebody had called him that, and he liked that name so much, he gave it to his beloved car. So he wanted to use his car for his car races that he liked to participate in, but unfortunately, this car did not have enough, I guess, quote-unquote, break-in miles for him to put it into a race. I guess it has to have so many miles logged onto it for him to race it. I'm assuming that's what that means. Hmm. So his friend and the car's mechanic, a guy named Rolf, 
I'm going to butcher this last name, Weatherich. I think he's from Germany. He told them, why don't you drive it up to this race you're going to be in in Salinas this weekend, and you'll add more miles to the car. So James Dean was like, yeah, I'll do that. On September 30th, 1955, the two of them set out along Route 466, which is basically out in the middle of nowhere, California. Um, and they approached um, another junction of Route 466 and Route 41. And there was another driver coming, um, a 23-year-old man named Donald Turnipseed, I think is oh how you say God. his name. Just, no. I think that's what you say. Um, it's, it's, you know, you guys can look it up and make your own decisions. But Donald was also traveling towards James Dean. And he was going to veer onto the exit, but he had to pass in front of James Dean's car in order to do so. This is where the speculation truly begins. No one can really decide for sure how fast James Dean was actually going. Some people think he was only going 55 miles per hour, and then some think he was going about 120 miles per hour. Oh, my God. There's a lot of math and theories online about how fast he actually was going. The spider could actually reach up to 140 miles an hour. I was going to ask. So it could go that fast for sure. The spider ended up getting to turnip seed much faster than he had anticipated it. So when he got to the turn, and there's all of a sudden this spider – He tried to veer out of the turn, and when he did that, the two cars nearly hit head on. Um, So what happened was a spider spun and crashed in the side of the road by a barbed wire fence. And then the other car, which was Turnipseed's car, was a 1954 Tudor. It slid 39 feet down the road. Rolf, the mechanic that was with James Dean in the car, and Turnipseed, they both survived the crash. Uh, But Dean was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. His feet had been crushed between the clutch and the brake pedal. He had a broken neck. Both arms and legs were broken. His skull was fractured. He had massive internal injuries. And there was glass embedded in his face, which is believed to be from the glass headlight from the Ford car. Okay, so that's a terrible crash, but wouldn't you think that's James Dean's error, not the car? Well, that is what we're trying to figure out because some witnesses said that, you know, it was it had been raining, the silver car was hard to see, and that this kid that was driving maybe just didn't quite see him because of the way the sun was glistening off the road. Maybe James Dean was going really fast. We don't really know. It's all kind of a big theory in the mechanic that was in the car with him. I don't think he's been much help in terms of really, I don't think he has much memory of really what happened. So, um, and I don't believe he's even alive anymore, but yeah, it's kind of a a weird theory. But um, if you think about it, finding glass in his face means that the headlight of the other car literally hit him in the face. Oh. I mean, could you imagine? So anyway. So the airbag wasn't working. There were no airbags in 1950. <laughs> no airbag. Oh, my God. There was no airbags. So, yeah, no, it was not working. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, here is where the strange factor comes into the story. So, you know who the actor Alec Guinness is, right? He no. played Obi-Wan in Star Wars. Oh, yes, yes, He's yes. A famous British actor. Right. Um, so, he tells... Yeah, cut that out. I do know him. <laughs> I do know him. Keep Make in, me smart. Keep it in, Josh. Thank you. Keep it in. Okay, so he told the Hollywood Reporter a very interesting story about James Dean and this car in particular. So 
So I'm just going to kind of relay what he told The Hollywood Reporter. He said um, that he and a friend of his had gone to a restaurant in Hollywood that was very popular at the time. They were trying to get in there, but they got turned away because they didn't have a reservation. So they walked down the street. He says, then I heard feet running down the street and it was James Dean. He said, I was in the restaurant and you couldn't get a table. My name is James Dean. Would you please come and join me? So... You know, Guinness was a kind of a big actor during those days. And so, I mean, I'm sure he was his whole life. So James Dean was a fan. And so he was like, yeah, okay, sure. So they go back to the restaurant. But before they go inside, James Dean's like, oh, hey, let's go to the parking lot because I just got this super awesome car and I want to show it to you. So this is what Alex says. There in the courtyard of this little restaurant was this little silver thing, very smart, all done up in cellophane with a bunch of roses tied to its bonnet. Adding that he asked how fast it could go. Dean replied it would do 150 miles per hour. I said, have you driven it? And he said, no, I have never been in it at all, Guinness said. And then some strange thing came over me, some almost different voice. And I said, look, I, will, I won't join your table unless you want me to, but I must say something. Please do not get into that car because if you do, and I looked at my watch and I said, if you get into that car at all, it's now Thursday at 10 o'clock at night. And by 10 o'clock at next Thursday, you'll be dead if you get into this car. And that's Obi-Wan saying this? <laughs> that's Obi-Wan using the force right there. Wow. So Dean, of course, brushed this warning off and the group proceeded to have a charming dinner, as Guinness told Parkinson, who's the writer of the story. Um, and he says he was dead the following Thursday afternoon in that car. So um, he said it was one of those odd things. He has no idea what came over him. It was a very, very odd, spooky experience. So he just had this premonition. Yes. And voiced it. Yes. He said something came over him like a another disembodied voice just came into his body and said to James Dean, please do not get into that car. Maybe it was Yoda. Maybe it was. That is so spooky. Isn't that weird? So this car, I guess it's just smashed and in pieces and so no actually what happened was what was left of the car um after james james dean died um was actually bought by a guy named george barris he had customized the 550 originally and he took the wrecked car and a whole bunch of more strange things started to happen after he did this he took the carcass and soon after it slipped off of its trailer and broke a mechanic's leg and not long after that, Bear sold the engine and the drivetrain to a couple of other drivers, Troy McHenry and William Eshrid. Um, while the two were both racing against one another, the cars that had the parts from the little bastard uh, were in their cars. McHenry lost control and hit a tree. It killed him instantly. And Eshrid was seriously injured when his car suddenly locked up and rolled over while going into a turn. Oh, my God. Barris still had two tires left from the 550, which were untouched in Dean's accident. He sold them, and not long after that, both blew out simultaneously, causing the new owner's car to run off the road. Barris had kept the car in his possession and sold the parts, and it caught the attention of two would-be thieves. One of the thieves' arms were torn open trying to steal the steering wheel, while the other one was injured trying to remove the blood-stained tartan seats. What? His... What do you mean his arms were torn open? I guess when he was trying to rip off the parts that were left from this car, the demon within it was like, pissed bit and him? said, no, I don't know. That's all the information I can find. Okay. Somebody needs to research. Where did this car come from? 
originally. All right. And who so, made it? Oh, I'm not even done with all the things. Oh my gosh. There's okay. more to come. Okay. So on um, March 12th of 1959, a wire service reported that the little bastard temporarily stored in a garage in Fresno, California, caught fire while it was awaiting its uh, display as a safety exhibit in a coming sports and custom automobile show. So um, the uh, on May 12th, the Fresno Bee reported that the fire occurred on the night of March 11th and caused slight damage to the spider as two of its tires burned and scorched the paint on the vehicle without any damage to other cars or property within the garage. No one was injured, and the cause of the fire was unknown. Okay, that that's just unbelievable. I know. And so uh, then there was even more stuff. The little bastard was being transported on another truck when the truck carrying the car lost control and caused the driver to fall out and somehow get crushed by the car after it fell off the back. And the car fell <laughs> off of two more transport trucks while traveling on the freeway, but it did not injure anybody at that point. The California Highway Patrol decided that it had enough of the little bastard, and while transporting the car to Barris, the car mysteriously vanished and has not been seen since. Was was this like the inspiration for Stephen King's Christine? Perhaps. It has to be. Maybe. And it's weird, that, isn't it? That has got to be the most possessed car I've ever heard. Now, the thing about all of these stories is that you can't find a whole lot of information about them. So they don't, they're not substantiated really. So they might just be folklore, but it sure makes for a very good and scary story. I mean, there, there is some of it that you can for sure find as factual. Like the two guys that bought the parts off of the, the car were both in accidents. And one actually was killed. So that is documented fact. So, and, and the, fire, the fire, the fire is documented fact. Wow. Um, so, some of it, it could be bullshit, but a lot of it, I think, did happen. And the fact that Alec Guinness was all Obi-Wan to James Dean. I love that. Decades before Star Wars. That is I so... mean, that to me is the biggest creep factor in the entire story. Yeah, and I wonder after he got that download, he thought to himself, you know, I'm destined for a spiritual role. I bet I am. And then he becomes Obi Wan. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's maybe he was a psychic in tune empath something. Yeah, and he just had that gift and didn't realize he had it. And yeah, maybe that's that's incredible. I'm yeah. just I'm just still in shock over that whole story. Yeah, isn't that wild? It's so, so wild. So cars can be haunted, is what we've learned today. Yeah, and and, and the if other you thing, have a haunted car, call Amy. Right. The other thing is, don't ever call your car. A cuss word because it doesn't like it. <laughs> it doesn't like to be called a little bastard. Or does it? Call it something really nice and maybe it will become that name. Like Angel. Princess, are you ready to go? Or Furby or something. Furby. You know. Come on, Gizmo. I love that story, Holly. Yeah, isn't that great? Now I'm going to go read Stephen King's Christie. Yeah. Bye, yeah. everyone. Or read about James Dean. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Did you know that that also used to be a lot of the characters, workers' favorite um, ride? They Wait, used say to say that one more time. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. No, it's okay. Keep I, it. Honestly, keep I haven't. It. I haven't been drinking tonight. I just sometimes have vocal dyslexia, where I speak backwards. I it's okay. Understand? No. Say what? Okay. <laughs> Take two. Mm. Okay. Did you know? 
<laughs> Does it? Is it just three inches to drown? I think so. Wow. Yikes. Be careful when you're tired taking a bath, Holly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll and never take a bath again. <laughs> Forget it. Or a shower. He was born on February 8th, 1931. I'm going to re-say that because I sound like an idiot. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.